The Lord be with you. And also with you. Bless the Lord who forgives all our sins. God's mercy endures forever. We welcome you to this service of ordered worship, the liturgy, music, homily, and sacrament, and are offered this Lord's Day in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at Marsh Chapel, for our radio congregation across New England at WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership now and later around the globe. On this Communion Sunday, as is our custom, we welcome all of whatever age, station, or background to participate in the sacrament. Those listening on the radio may request communion in the home by calling the chapel office. We commend to you the ministry of Marsh Chapel, its programmatic offerings, its sermonic offerings, and others found on our website. We invite those so moved to identify as members of the chapel community simply by so signing the pew roster or by speaking with one of the clergy or by leaving a note in the collection plate. And we encourage one another to continue or to commence the practice of disciplined generosity, of tithing, of percentage giving. We invite you to ponder just what form your ministry here will take among us in calendar year 2019. A dish to pass, community luncheon follows worship downstairs. All of you are warmly invited. This is the day the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it as we are able. May we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray. Gracious Father, whose blessed Son, Jesus Christ, came down from heaven to be the true bread which gives life to the world, evermore give us this bread that we may live in us and we in him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. May we exchange with one another signs of his peace. A lesson from the prophet Joshua, chapter 5, verses 9 through 12. The Lord said to Joshua, Today I have rolled away from you the disgrace of Egypt. And so that place is called Gilgal to this day. While the Israelites were camped in Gilgal, they kept the Passover in the evening on the 14th day of the month in the plains of Jericho. On the day after the Passover, on that very day, they ate the produce of the land, unleavened cakes and parched grain. The manna ceased on the day they ate the produce of the land, and the Israelites no longer had manna. They ate the crops of the land of Canaan that year. The word of the Lord.
Lesson from Paul's second epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 5, verses 16 through 21. From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view, even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view. We know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting the message of reconciliation to us. So we are ambassadors for Christ, since God is making his appeal through us. We entreat you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 32 with the Antiphon. Blessed are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed are those whom the Lord does not hold guilty, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I did not declare my sin, my body wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me, and my strength was dried up by the heat of the summer. I acknowledge my sin to you. And I did not hide my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you will forgive Therefore, let those who are godly offer prayer to you. At the time of distress, the rush of great waters will not reach them. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You encompass me with deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you the way I will console you with my eye upon you. Do not be like an unruly horse or a mule without understanding, whose temper must be curbed with bit and brittle. Many are the pangs of the wicked, but steadfast surrounds who trust in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, O righteous. Shout for joy. Let us stand as we are able for the singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel.
The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke, chapter 15, verses 1 to 3, and 11 to 24. Glory to you, O Lord. Now all the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to him. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So he told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. A few days later, the younger son gathered all he had and traveled to a distant country. And there he squandered his property in dissolute living. When he had spent everything, a severe famine took place throughout that country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country, who sent him to his fields to feed the pigs. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his slaves, Quickly, bring out a robe, the best one, and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet, and get the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. <clears throat> but when he came to himself, the God beyond God of the mystical tradition, the mystical chorus in which does sing our Lenten interlocutor 2019, San Juan de la Cruz may just bring us along a separate path to ourselves, yourself, to our real selves, your real self, to our own most selves, your own most self. Brings us to a liminal a liminal moment. There is a line here. And you qualify to touch the line with your toe. You qualify. You are qualified. Our uncle used to say, as soon as you are born, you are old enough to die. You are qualified to touch that liminal line. Do you recognize here where we have come, where we have been gathered in this place, in this space together? This community of faith, Faith Working Through Love in Marsh Chapel, in the calendar year 2019 in the month of March, directly and indirectly, has been touched by this liminal, this liminal line the line of death. At age 84, at age 71, at age 20, at age 18 months, and all the ages in between, we have been touched in memorial and in remembrance and pastoral care and funeral and vigil. And we have recognized, honored the lives of professor and of theologian and of young adult and of infant and of those a half world away, caught up in the violence of the age, you are here to bear witness to the love of the gospel along this liminal, 
division. Each of our lessons today says so. The prophet Joshua speaks about the disgrace of Egypt. Now that takes a little bit of interpretation. That refers to slavery, the great disgrace of the history of Israel, just as our congenital, our original sin in this country, the half has never been told over the last 400 years. Slavery and the making of American capitalism. We know in our own living, as did the Israelites, the social death of slavery. And so Joshua still sings, rolling away, notice that verb, rolling away the disgrace like his cousin David he could sing, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Or Paul of Tarsus, he will speak to us later in Galatians of the fruit of the Spirit. He will tell us in, Th- in Philippians 4, have no anxiety about anything but in all things in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving lift your needs to God. He earlier in this letter who will say the Lord is the Spirit and where the Spirit of the Lord is there is freedom. Here it says, we knew, once knew according to the flesh We even knew Christ according to the flesh, but we know him thus no longer. For if anyone is in Christ, she is a new creation. The old has passed away. The new has come. Try to hear that with Ecclesiastes in mind. Paul's tradition. All the rivers run to the sea, and the sea is not full. The sun also rises, and the sun also sets And there's nothing new under the sun. Do you see something of which it is said, this is new? It has been before. If anyone is in Christ, she is a new creation. In the spirit of Joshua and in the spirit of Paul, we come to communion this Lord's Day. Likewise, the parable, if you know a parable, it may well be this one, or it could be the Good Samaritan, or perhaps that of the sower, Here is the account of the compassion of the heavenly presence in robe and sandals and ring and fatted calf and all. But did you miss it? Whence the prodigal's salvation? Where did it come from? Whence his life? Where did it come from? Whence his awakening? Where did it come from? Failure. Out of the depth of failure. He would gladly have fed with with the hogs themselves and returns. You know, there's more than meets the eye in, in failure. Take a moment. There's a little freedom in disappointment. Seize it. There's a little grace in dislocation. Hold it. There's a little love even in departure. Claim it. We come with that spirit to the Lord's table. Now in these weeks as we conclude this Sunday, we have stretched ourselves to hear the gospel in its form taken from the 16th century and St. John of the Cross, San Juan de la Cruz. St. John is a negative theologian. He is a dark night of the soul theologian. You know, my friend says that all birds are either one kind or another, robins or non-robins. That's a simple, too simple way of describing birds. Theology is a little bit the same. It's either cataphatic or apophatic, big words meaning simply. If with Luke 15 you see similarities between life and God, closeness between language and the divine, then you speak of imminence and you speak in a positive way and you speak of likenesses. Not so in the main, John of the Cross. His is a dark night theology, a theology fit for failure and loss and grief, a a theology fit for twilight and dusk and all. His negative, so not like but unlike, use of paradox and oxymoron and antithesis and An infinite qualitative difference between God and all else. Here is St. John of the Cross in his ministry with you. Do you remember that beautiful English poem, 
by the poet Vaughn, taken from the passage in Nicodemus. Oh, for that night when I and him might live invisible and dim. Oh, for that night when I and him might live invisible and dim. That's St. John of the Cross, and we know his perspective here at Boston University. Think of the professors who deal with poetry here and the poets themselves. Christopher Ricks, Joffrey Hill, Robert Pinsky, Rosanna Warren, Derek Walcott. They know, as Merton did, who loved St. John of the Cross, emptiness, aridity, wilderness, desert, or our own still primary theological tradition in the school of theology. Ray Lee Hart, God being nothing. Robert Cummings Neville, God the creator. Wesley J. Wildman in a book published this month dedicated to you, Marsh Chapel, the ministry of Marsh Chapel. God is. Unlike, distant, transcendent, the God beyond God of the mystical tradition in whose chorus does sing St. John of the Cross. This week we were invited and treated to a marvelous lecture by Mark Jordan from Harvard across the Jordan, I mean across the Charles. He spoke in affirmation of the, of the LGBTQIA community and reasoned and theologized thus, and said, among other things, to avoid, help us avoid false naming, turn off the factory glare of false naming. With just a little shift, his word, his sentence, would be the theology of St. John of the Cross. Turn off the factory glare of false naming of the divine and step for a moment with the prodigal and with Paul, and with Joshua, into the dark night of real lived liminal experience. James Baldwin wrote decades ago, what white people do not know about black people reveals precisely and inexorably what they do not know about themselves. Jordan was bringing a bit of that. We might say today, Straight Methodists who do not know gay Methodists reveal precisely and inexorably what they do not have by what they do not know. Oh, for that night when I and him might live invisible and dim. Now, preparing for the Lenten sermons at the beginning of January, we set aside a fortnight for quiet, for reflection, reading and study, writing and composition alone. A chance to be by oneself in a different rhythm. And you know what? That fortnight was unpleasant. It was difficult for an extrovert, for a communitarian, for somebody who's looking for the voice. Where's the office? Where's the light? Where's the cell phone? Where's the... And it went poorly to begin. You had to set a schedule and just stick to it or you wouldn't survive it. But do you know, after a little while, the fever broke and then the rhythm took over and there there was quiet and reflection and peace and reading and writing and all. It took a little bit. In order to understand our own addictions and dispositions, we need a break in the regular routine, the regular rhythm. Come Lent, an hour a day, a day a week, a week a quarter, a quarter a year, a pause that allows awareness, awakening. And once that fever broke, and once that refreshment came, why, it was as high a moment as I can remember. In fact, it was 
one of the amaziest moments I can think of. Now, I need to tell you, the choir challenged me to use the word, made up word, amaziest once this year, and I have done so. There you go. We studied in Segovia and Castilla la Vieja through the year. In Lent, our dear friend, a native of that town, just outside the shrine built to John of the Cross, was holding a book. It was by Ignatius of Loyola, Ejercicios Espirituales, Spiritual Exercises. And we said, what is this and what are you doing? And she said, oh, re reading. And then, siempre se saca algo bueno de esas cosas. You always are able to find something a little good in these things. The God beyond God the God of the mysticism of St. John of the Cross, dimly reflected in ancient scripture and holy writ, guides us this Lord's Day to the affirmation of faith. God is present in the dark. God is present in the dark. Let us pray. On this one day, O oh Lord, this day within the lasting eternal day of your mercy, peace, and love, we offer our thanks. Thankful we are for the women and men engaged in ministry through this community of faith. Thankful we are for this warm day and its promise of the first robin and its promise of coming spring. Thankful we are for those words and deeds, spoken and unspoken, left aside, that make of our spaces places of kindness, places of grace, that remind us that it is not the night but the frost, not the night of unknowing, but the frost of unloving that causes harm. Thankful we are for those in forms of leadership, those who carry with them into ranges of leadership, a moral initiative, an ethical compass, a guiding gospel of love. Gracious God, we thank you in this hour as we come to this table and sacrament for labor and service, for a promise of a new day, for kindness and thoughtfulness, and for guidance in compass and initiation and invitation. Bless us, we pray, through Christ our Lord. Amen.
Please be seated. We welcome you once again here to the Nave of Marsh Chapel and invite you to participate in our ritual of friendship by putting your name and contact information in the red books found along the center aisle of each pew, passing that book along to your neighbor so that we can get to know you better and help you get to know one another better throughout the coming week. On the day before the first day of April, we note that the month of April is extraordinarily busy here at Marsh Chapel, filled with things like Holy Week and Easter and the premiere of a newly commissioned oratorio on the resurrection by Robert Keir. We would encourage you to keep an eye to all of those activities uh, as they are posted on the Marsh Chapel website at bu.edu chapel, where there is also the opportunity for online giving. We would note just now for this coming week that next Sunday is the final installment of our Bach Experience series for the year. We look forward to seeing you at 9.45 for the uh, lecture presentation, and then the cantata will be performed in the service following the sermon uh, at 11 a.m. As the ushers wait upon us for the offering this morning, we invite you to uh, meditate on Louis Vierne's setting of the great prayer of confession of the church, Kyrie eleison. Now walk in love as Christ loves us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
for the work before us, the life within us, the fellowship among us, and thy love that surrounds us. We give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you and also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. In love you made us for yourself, and when we had fallen into sin and become subject to evil and death, your love remained steadfast. You bid your faithful people cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Easter feast that renewed by your word and sacraments and fervent in prayer and works of justice and mercy, we may come to the fullness of grace that you have prepared for those who love you. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ whom you sent in the fullness of time to redeem the world he emptied himself taking the form of a servant being born in our likeness he humbled himself and became obedient unto death even death on a cross he took upon himself our sin and death and offered himself a perfect sacrifice for the sin of the whole world by the baptism of his suffering death and resurrection you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
May we pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May the sun show warm and bright on you, your darkest night a star shine through, your dullest morn a radiance brew, and when dusk comes, God's hand to you. The blessing of God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be and abide with each one of us now and forever. Amen. <laughs>